Welcome back to UX Podcast, where we talk about the experiences, challenges, and opportunities that underrepresented groups face in the world of design. I'm Varsha. And I'm Alex, and we're glad to have you back with us on our fourth episode. In our last episode, we talked about our personal journeys into UX and how this podcast came to life. Today, we'll be talking about how to navigate working with difficult clients, what that might look like depending on your role, and how to see the glass half full even when you're in a tough spot. Yes, that's so important when we talk about difficult clients, this whole glass half full concept, um, and I'm really excited to dive into it. Me too. So to just jump into it, do you think the types of challenges you face with clients in this space change based on your role? For sure. And I just have to say too, Varsha, I think this topic is going to be really engaging for our audience um, because I know that both of us have had many personal conversations about tough clients. So um, yeah, so so definitely back to your question. Um, for sure, in, in some varying design projects, I've had to act more as a product manager, which can focus more on like the business needs And then other times I'm focusing more on playing the designer role. Um, But either way, the client still is really hesitant in me driving things forward. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And um, they just become really protective of the work with a lot of hesitation. And I don't know if you've experienced anything similar um, or, you know, if it is like depends on your role, if that's you know, why they're so protective of the work. I'm not sure. But um, what about you? Have you experienced that before or anything similar? So yeah, I would say quite a few of my challenging experiences with clients have revolved around their hesitancy to work with a designer or group of designers. And in these cases, the client doesn't necessarily trust us to execute their vision because they either didn't know much about us yet or didn't know the importance of UX design. So being able to build trust early on with this type of client has definitely been a challenge in my career. Yeah, that's so true. And I've often felt like, you know, building that trust, it again goes back to explaining why we're there to help them um, and making sure that they're aware that, you know, we're not there to necessarily undermine what they want to do or the goals that they have. I also want to add that it's helpful to know the pressures that your client is facing outside of the project as well. And I know that sounds kind of crazy and kind of outside of the scope of your work, but, um, you know, this might not be the only project they're involved in, just like you. You might be taking on multiple projects and they might be overseeing a couple of projects. So, you know, Knowing the pressures that they face within, you know, this project and maybe other projects and then also their motives. Yeah, that's so true. I think understanding um, what your client's motives are can be one of the greatest uh, helpers to success when it comes to client work in general and it doesn't matter what industry you're in um but i do think you know you talked a lot about motives there so i feel like there's a little (laughs) a little bit of a story that maybe you want to share with us yeah i mean okay so story time um 
I have an example of how understanding a client's motives can really make a big difference in your relationship with them and your project. So there was a time that I was working with a client who was on the innovation team for, you know, a pretty big uh, brand and he was looking to launch a new product for this brand um, that he worked for and he just seemed very anxious from the get-go to get every small detail right and we know like that's understandable you know that's your baby so you want to just get everything right but it was honestly getting in the way of our progress and we could sense that there was you know more to this project than just a passion to launch this product so um basically you know after some time we we found out through the grapevine that the success of this project would actually determine his promotion at the company. And um, he very desperately wanted that. And um, so with that knowledge, we kind of made sure to include in our meetings with him, uh, like how he can leverage the product to build rapport with others at the company, you know, people above him, and then just how he can use it to prove his ability to think outside the box and, you know, come up with like an innovative solution to something that he thought was important and valuable to the company. So he definitely took note of that and included us in more meetings with important stakeholders, which was great for us just to get more insights. Um, So, you know, there are clients that are just insufferable and, You know, unfortunately, he was one of them, but that's not the point here. Uh, The point is that it can make a difference to understand your client's intentions outside of a project, too. Yeah, well, I am sorry that it was an insufferable client. I think we've all had (laughs) those insufferable clients. Um, And no, I really love it so much. And thanks for sharing that story. um, Because ultimately, you were able to push forward your client's goals as well. And and really, it came down to adjusting and learning how to be flexible, um, even when it's so easy to get annoyed or frustrated. um, But being adaptable, to others' needs beyond just your UX role and the team and the project is so important. And oftentimes it's this type of flexible behavior that can really set you up for success if you know you ever have to work with that person again in the future. Um, I mean, you just don't want to ever burn a bridge. And you know, I remember a vice president once, you know, she pulled me aside when I first started working at the current company I'm at and she pulled me aside and said the best advice I can give you is always tell a client that their goals are your goals um (laughs) and it is so true and it can really create just this really nice synergy and good energy um but I mean I will say sometimes it can be hard to align the goals even if you tell a client that um especially if the expectations to get there are not really set or understood Um, so yeah, I think always understanding motives is important, but I think outlining expectations with clients, um, is also equally as important. Yeah, definitely. Um, so with that, what would you say is the most challenging thing you've encountered with a client? If you can think of one, (laughs) one, Oh, just one. Yeah. So not, not a long list. Um, the sake of time. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so I, and for the sake of the clients as well. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think right off the bat, the biggest challenge I've encountered is when a client really wants you to do like these specific tasks that they in like in the exact way that they envision it. So you know, when they see the way you've executed on something and you show up with a design or whether it's a new branding, whatever it it might be, um, they sort of like become all of a sudden this like design wizard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, I think we all know. (laughs) Yeah. So um, like when a client doesn't like something or they ask for a change and you respond with an understanding why, you know, you're trying to understand where they're coming from um, and the answer, at least for me, that I've usually gotten is just like, just do it, or I need it right now, or something along those lines. Yeah, and I feel like that is also tied to, you know, like, not having maybe set a vision with the client, or like, just not being on the same page from the very beginning about your role, and, you know, how you can be an advisor to them, too. I mean, it's, it's more than just design. Um, it's their strategy too. So, um, but yeah, I think we've all faced a pretty similar challenge there and the client becoming a designer all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah, I know we've bonded over that for sure. (laughs) Right. Um, so how would you say you've taken an experience like that and turned it into a learning opportunity or, you know, something positive? Uh, Yeah, so I think we all know it takes a lot of energy to turn a hard client situation into something positive immediately and emphasis on immediately because it definitely takes time. Um, But for me, I'd say the majority of the situations I've dealt with difficult clients, I actually just first take a deep breath, listen to their feedback intently, and then engage with them from a place of knowledge that emphasizes on the user research and having a user-first mentality. Um, I think reminding clients that what I'm designing is not about what I want, but it's what a user wants. It's from the user's perspective um, because often you get into these conversations with clients and they think you're just fighting against them and what their goal is and what their vision is. Um, But it's really not about that at all. It's not about what they want or what I want. It's about sort of the overall picture for a user. Right. You're a team working to help the user. Right, exactly. And I think recentering on that user first mentality um, can help a client take a deep breath as well and take a step back. And really, I mean, it takes a lot of patience to get them there. Sometimes in almost every meeting with certain clients, I feel like I'm having that conversation with them about like, what does a user want. Um, And it can be hard, but I think that it's taught me to have a lot of patience, which can translate in not just the client relationship, but working with other people outside of that direct project or even in my personal life. 
Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think patience and having that user first mentality has been kind of the cornerstone of my hard, challenging client relationships. Um, but Varsha, what would you say you've learned from working with challenging clients? I think what you just said resonates with me as well. Um, you know, having patience and learning how to have patience and trying to bring them on board to show that you're a team and working with them and it's not you versus me. Um, and I think to add to that, I would say working with challenging clients has definitely added to my confidence as a designer. Um, you know, it's just one more challenge or issue I can say that I've faced and overcome. And I think that prepares me to take on maybe even more difficult client interactions down the road. So I would say hands-on experience is always a better teacher than reading or hearing about someone else's experiences. Definitely. And I think the confidence, bringing up your confidence level with these types of tough interactions is such a key point. When a client notices that you have confidence, they almost they have more confidence too. So it goes a long way. <laughs> right, exactly. And sometimes um, it can actually be unifying, right? Like I've had, uh, maybe not in the best way, but I've had scenarios where I've worked with one tough client and then you're giving them an example or a solution of an example you've executed previously. And you'll say, oh, you know, and this is if they're in the same organization, you're like, oh, I worked with so-and-so client and this team and that team and you know they give you a look like oh wow if you could handle that client then you know I can trust you to handle my work so it, sometimes in a way challenging clients can actually uh, unify you with other stakeholders in a way that's so true it's like you get a little stamp of approval like okay you can you can deal with them so you can kind of deal with anything right exactly um so, yeah, I mean, well, we can't have this whole episode be about challenging things. So with that being said, um, what would you say has been a big win or a good feels kind of moment with a client? Yeah, that's a really good question because I think we often don't spend time after a project thinking about what went well or you know, what What was a big win besides handing in the deliverable? So for me, I would say getting feedback around how my team's work has impacted the organization in maybe a major way or how the project we've worked on has opened doors for other projects. Um, so for example, if it was, you know, the first full-scale design project for the company and the success of the project made them realize the importance of human-centered design and they you know started taking on more ux focused projects um, things like that always just make me happy to be in this field and doing the work that i do despite the challenges <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you would say that it definitely makes you feel good right <laughs> oh yeah yeah i think that's like it kind of almost makes you forget about all of the challenges <laughs> within the project. And that's a great point. I mean, when I think, too, about those specific, like, you know, big wins or feel-good moments, I mean, I can't think of one specific 
example, but I think the best thing I've encountered in a client relationship always goes back to acknowledgement and gratitude. It sounds so basic, um, but it's so true. Um, yeah, like, you know, getting that email or a note from a client about how you were able to push something forward, especially when it comes from a client that you felt like for sure you, you didn't have a good relationship with or you didn't agree with maybe most things on. Oh my God, I can <laughs> relate to this so hard right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think... We both can, and, and it just feels really good to know that they appreciate all the hard work that you and your team put into something. Um, and then I think even going back to them and saying like, hey, you know, thanks for saying these nice words. Um, and it just keeps this nice circle of good working client relationship going. And honestly, even if they don't say anything nice at all, it's good to still follow up and say like, hey, it was good to work with you. Yeah, definitely. I think that's always a great way to wrap up a project project um just expressing you know how you you might have enjoyed the project or what you've learned even if like you said you didn't hear anything from them so that being said do you have any tips alex for dealing with a tough client <laughs> yeah do you want my book of tips <laughs> yeah where can we find it on amazon um, and yeah. <laughs> buy it now adding constantly um <laughs> no just a couple maybe like one or two yeah so I think we all sort of have our tricks for how to deal with tough situations with clients specifically I think it's always been most helpful and important to me that I can show respect and genuinity towards their end goal and I mean communicating that you're not just like there to understand the decisions that they want to do for your product um but actually understanding like and showing that you care about the success uh because at the end of the day success is what matters to them and I think it can really be as simple as saying you know hey I recognize how important this is to you in a conversation and I think that level of genuine communication is really key yeah, I agree, and I think that just adds to that level of trust that you have with them. So I think for my tips, I would say, you know, everything we've talked about, I'm sure it's in your book, <laughs> but I, I would say one thing that's, you know, it's last but not least, um, it's okay to escalate issues that you come across, um, especially those, like, major issues that could be potential risks, like, let's say you've tried a few different strategies to win over a tough client and they haven't really seemed to work. And, you know, as someone who doesn't love to reach out for help, because, you know, I like doing everything myself, um, I've learned this the hard way, um, not reaching out or escalating when I really need help. And I would say a lot of us can, a lot of us as women can relate to this and that we don't want to seem like we're incapable of dealing with or diffusing difficult situations because, you know, we might be afraid that we won't be given an opportunity again to prove ourselves or, like, you know, we'll just be looked at as incapable. And that's, you know, that's a big thing that we deal with in our careers. So, um, and I, I do think a lot of women are good at diffusing difficult situations, but there are just times when you need 
someone else who's got your back, maybe, you know, a manager or someone that's above you. Um, and, you know, the issue maybe isn't even project related. It could be just something personal, you know, whether it's some f- form of harassment or something like that, I would say that can honestly impact your project success even more than just, you know, not seeing eye to eye with the client. So I would say it's just always better to raise those big issues earlier than waiting until you've struggled through a project and now there's a chance you won't even complete it or it won't be completed successfully. Definitely, 100%. And it's so necessary to feel like you can speak up about issues that you're having with a client or a project um, and definitely anything that's non-related. And it's not talked about enough, right? Like as women in tech, we just kind of have this extra layer of like this don't speak mentality. And, um, you know, for whatever reason like asking for help just doesn't become something that we take pride in um, or we embrace openly. Um, And I think actually if we are able to do that and if we remember to do that earlier on, um, it really can be seen as a tool when we can start to assert ourselves more to a client and it kind of actually shows them that we will do what it takes to reach success. And even if that means making issues more transparent. Um, And, you know, along with that too, I think, especially if, you know, a client looks at you when you do something like that, it can be seen as catty. um, But really, like, it's just seen that way because we're women. And it should be seen as just getting the job done and doing it in the best ways that we need. So I love that you brought that up. Right. And, you know, it's always good to be strategic about how you escalate issues. And when you escalate issues in a way that puts emphasis on the project and the impacts that, you know, this issue has on the project versus, you know, at first um, talking about how it impacts you, it, you know, it makes a difference. So that's just something else to keep in mind, you know, when you're, when you are deciding to escalate an issue, um, there's, there's definitely strategies around how to do that. I agree. I definitely think that strategy makes a difference when you're trying to escalate certain issues, um, to help move along the project and have a positive outcome for everyone involved. Um, So, I mean, we've talked a lot about some of the challenging and positive aspects of navigating client relationships, so I think it's time that we get into the takeaways. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, first things first, got to be a spy, (laughs) Um, but actually um, spending time at the beginning of your project to really understand your client, what pressures they face outside of the project maybe, and their motives. all help to kind of build trust and determine the success of your project ultimately. Yeah, and I would say a second takeaway um, would be to be a superhero. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) um, But really to uh, go along with that, explain to the clients, you know, once you know what their goals are and understand them and their motives, um, to then, you know, explain to clients that, 
what you are creating and designing is for a user and it's not your opinion versus their opinion um, to just remember to have patience with them they are people too and it can get exhausting at times to have to explain your decisions constantly um, but you know it really does make a difference and the third thing is just that difficult clients don't have to stay difficult clients um, a little bit of empathy and Stepping into their shoes does go a long way. Yes, and acknowledge them and especially acknowledge them when they acknowledge you and let them know that you appreciate them supporting the work you and your team do. And even if they don't acknowledge what you have done, make it known to them that you were still happy to support them in the project. And lastly, just recognizing when it's right to escalate those big issues relating to a client and your working relationship with them. Um, it doesn't make you any less of a designer or a leader. Yeah, so there you have it. Thanks guys for listening in. We hope this was relatable for you. In our next episode, we'll be taking part in our first UX Lab. UX Lab is a series of episodes where we dive into some of the good and bad user experience features of various products. Stay tuned to hear what we choose to talk about. Yeah, I can't wait to get into this series. Uh, we've been talking about it like since the beginning of you know planning this podcast. So just really excited to let you guys know what we choose to talk about. Let us know what your experiences have been like working with challenging clients. Follow us on Spotify and on Instagram at UXPodcast or email us at UXPodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic that you want us to talk about. See you on the next one.